Hi, and welcome back to Cheeky Crypto. Welcome back to another live stream. And I feel like I'm saying another live stream as if we do these things so regularly, <laughs> you know, it's uh, that we're just here. We're just back on, on YouTube, on on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Kick, on X, you name the platform. We're on it today. How are you guys doing? Doing good. I'm doing I mean, good. What about you? Doing good. Are you doing? Yeah, doing very well. It's been um... Yeah, it's been another day in crypto, hasn't it? It's been a busy day for us here. Everything that's kind of going on, but yeah, it's been a good day overall. How are you, Nick? You good? Doing okay, doing okay. It's good to see the market move. And I want to do this. I'm going to do this just the once for for everyone here, as predicted. Because, <laughs> you know, um, obviously the haters in the comments are going to be uh, yeah, probably on the keyboards, worrying away is uh, the title of the of the stream and all that kind of stuff. But no, it's great to see uh, the market moving as predicted, as per the last, I don't know how many videos that we've been doing on Bitcoin. And um, so it's good to kind of see Bitcoin finally pumping up towards that $45,000 level. And uh, I still see potential for a little bit more. And I know you do as well. Uh, we'll probably have a look at the charts in, in just a moment. We'll get a few more people coming into the into um the stream today across the different platforms in fact i'm going to see if we can bring up the live chat here so uh yeah we can see that uh, we've got the live chat up on the on the screen as well which is good to see um that is in fact a button here because we're on a different platform i don't usually uh use all these uh all these really cool funky new platform that we have here but um it's good to kind of welcome uh, some of the viewers into the uh, into the stream so um yeah, we can't just enjoy the pump. Jesus Christ. You see these comments? You see these ones? These are the ones that I find quite funny um, because they don't understand the context of what is going on. And so I say, keyboard warriors uh, at their best and all that kind of stuff. It does make me laugh. It's quite amusing. I, I find it amusing. I know you do as well, JB, because we're obviously with the, the analysts. We go in the charts all the time. Um, and yeah, we see these comments. It's quite, it's quite funny, right? Yeah, it's comical almost. You know, it's, <laughs> uh, yeah. There's a few comments I would pick out, but I don't want to give them the the time of day. You know what I mean? It's the content's put out there. It's our views, our thoughts, our opinions. Do with them as you like. We practice what we preach. And yeah, most recently we've seen how Elliot Wave Theory has really came to fruition, seeing these moves to the upside. So yeah, I'm very happy with how things have gone recently. Yeah, it's been it's been interesting seeing the the, the comments because I, I think a few people just they don't understand. I don't know if they're just reading the titles and just you know putting two and two together and getting eight. I don't know, but um, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's always interesting if you uh, find yourself being one of those people that doesn't quite agree. Join us in the Discord, which is free to join and have some more meaningful conversations and learn some more. So um, we've been calling this for, for a little bit of time now, haven't we? Yeah, like I say, it's been it's been great to kind of see. Uh, obviously, 45 to 46k Bitcoin has probably been on the radar since I want to say we kind of got that initial kind of sell the news event in early January, right? So when we saw the ETF uh, kind of sell the news event that we were talking about all the way through December, and we finally saw in January, we saw the drop down uh, to 38 and a half K. We've been saying yeah, a, a, basically a relief rally needs to happen up to 45, 46 K Bitcoin. And then from here, we'll go down to, well, the title of today's stream, 30 K Bitcoin. I mean, that's, the, that's the next big thing. So it's going to be really interesting to see how things unfold. Uh, I actually see a potential move still a little bit higher more towards the 46k area than we currently have so that's going to be interesting to kind of see how that kind of plays out as well um so we will jump into the bitcoin charts in a few moments take a look at what's going on with btc's price action and of course um you know you can share your thoughts and opinions in the live chat as we kind of get through uh, get through some of that technical analysis. Once we go through that, um we'll probably talk a little bit about the news and events and kind of the stuff that's going on in the moment as well, right Chris? Yeah, I think so. I think it'd be really good to do the the, the TA aspect of things and then uh, talk through perhaps what we think the catalyst or the next catalyst, the black swan, the grey swan, whatever terminology we wish to use to see how we're going to get down to this 30k because I already see comments that 30k isn't going to happen. <laughs> exactly yeah. right. Um, yeah. 30k just isn't going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it unfortunately is going to be one of those things where you might not agree, um, but we haven't been wrong yet. Uh, and this is the this is the big thing, right? Um, we 
we kind of come up and talk about things that are yet to happen. Uh, they're not happening as we talk about them. We're not like other influencers are only going to tell you that things are pumping when they're pumping. We're going to tell you that you know things are going to be moving up when they're moving down. And of course, we're going to tell you that things are going to go down when things are moving up because we're telling you what we think is likely to happen after the current move completes. And that is the big distinction here, the big difference between, I guess, what CC do, which tells you what you what we think you guys need to hear, whether you want to hear it or not. Um, and of course, you can smash the like button if you agree with that. If you don't, double tap the down uh, thumbs down button. That's also perfectly okay. Double tap it, make sure that YouTube knows that that goes in. Uh, <laughs> of course, I Treble tap it is even better. I think when you hit it three times, that makes you it means you really don't like the video. So make sure you treble tap it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, let's let's jump down into the, the charts, right? Let's take a look at what's going on here, right? So here we have Bitcoin paired up with USDT. This is the one-hour Binance chart. I spoke about this this morning, um, and you know we we have seen this move to the upside. As uh, I was kind of talking about, we was looking at this and saying to ourselves, we had more to the upside. We can see that now. We hit the upper range, um, so we were talking about forty-four thousand six seventy-five to forty-five thousand five thirty-seven uh, on the hourly. Now on the daily, that's a slightly different level, and you can see that we're just tapping into this on the daily time frame here, coming in at 44,946 to 45,876. And on the weekly, we can see actually we'll look to move up a little bit further to this upper area of resistance, really kind of coming in uh, just above the 702. Now, if I come back to our hourly chart here, we can see this great growth to the upside, right? And now this, from an Elliott Way theory point of view, actually looks quite nice and quite aggressive. That aggressive move to the upside shows us with an impulsion. So I still see this tapping into the 46k range. I don't think we are done just yet. Now, with that being said, if we actually zoom out of this just a little bit over the weekend, uh, we're talking about this move here and we're talking about the sideways ranging movement stuck inside this kind of range and consolidating down around the 50 ema the 50 sma the 200 ema and we're looking for that break out to the upside now with this if we grab our fibs we run the fibonacci retracement tools on here uh, we can often see where this is likely to go now that move to the upside so far is good it's around the 618 so this is the first kind of area for natural kind of rejection and um, but we do have the ability to push up slightly higher more towards the 47 but you know i think the reality of the situation is we're going to really focus in more around the 786, in my opinion, the kind of 46 and a half K. Possible that we do push up to that a little bit higher, but I don't, I wouldn't be expecting it. I would be a little bit more conservative on this one uh, than anything else. But we can still see there's room to the upside here before we get that inevitable move to the downside. Okay. And looking at this, my approach is going to be that we see a small retracement and um, just coming in here, just a little ways. Um, and then another push upwards uh, into that slightly higher range. Around 46.5K will be kind of where I'll be looking. I won't be looking at this as a straight run as we have seen over the last little while. We need to call off now. Uh, we hit the first area of resistance. So we'll look for a small calling off period right inside here. And um, we'll look to kind of go back down to this area of consolidation around 44.5 to probably 44,400 uh, in this little range. And I'm going to pull this little box across here so you can kind of see uh, this one, basically 44,214 to 44,729. This is where I think we're likely to kind of pull back to. And then from here, we'll have a, that next kind of surge to the upside. Okay. Now, if we throw on smart money concepts, you can see there's a couple of fair value gaps in here and also a fair value gap right down on equilibrium now it'd be great if we could call off all the way to 43 and a half k but i wouldn't expect that i think that'll be a later date i think we're just going to have this little call off here and then another run to the upside so that we can start to actually complete the structure and start to play out the next big moves which of course at macro scale are going to be the moves down to the $30,000 level, right? So although we are seeing great growth into the upside right now, we kind of zoom out and put it into context. This is a relief rally from the initial sell the news event. Um, and this is going to be a giant corrective pattern taking us down to 35K. From 35K, I expect more of a bounce to the upside before we continue going back down again, more towards I can actually click this button uh, down to the 30k area. Okay, game. So we're not talking about 30k being something that happens instantaneously, happens straight away. Um, this is something that retail investors are going to kind of 
have to get used to being more patient with. Um, but nonetheless, we can see the structures here. We can see the patterns. The next kind of major area on the daily is 35,735 to 37,653. Um, so a little bit more to the upside, and then we'll work our way down in my opinion for bitcoin on the daily time frame and of course you know the weekly i think is um is an interesting chart for sure like it has had stochastic rsi momentum corrections um, as in they kind of got back into pretty decent positions but uh, the RSI is overbought and the RSI will be looking for corrections alongside everything else. Now, on our you know, RSI stochastics here, we can see that the monthly is overbought. We can see the daily is overbought, the eight hours overbought, the four hours overbought. And we are, of course, just dipping down now from our hourly overbought situation that we found ourselves in as well. So everything on Bitcoin is unfortunately going to be one of those situations where we do see it correcting down towards those 30k areas. And of course, there's lots of reasons and logical explanations for this move. It's not just, oh, some pretty candlesticks in the charts kind of indicating that we are likely to be seeing some kind of aggressive sell-off or something to that effect. Um, but instead, we see a lot of fundamental reasons in the economy for Bitcoin's price action to be a little bit more negative. Something that obviously we don't necessarily want to see, but something that I think we all as return investors should be expecting. And of course, if it doesn't happen, that is going to be fantastic news, but I think it's very unrealistic if that doesn't happen. Um, so from the kind of charting side of things, I think, yeah, we are in a pretty good spot as we were kind of talking about over the last few days, specifically over the weekend where we're looking for this breakout. We've seen the breakout. We still have a little bit more to the upside to go, but we are getting there. We're finally kind of progressing along quite nicely and we find ourselves in a pretty sweet spot for you know starting to take profits and these kind of things that's kind of where i do see us at the moment likely to take profits in and around this area and start to prepare ourselves for for the correction which we can either say you know depending on what side of the argument you want to be on um you know you're just going to be looking for a nice correction down to let's say 40k because you know you're super bullish on the market um, either way, there's going to be a correction here. I don't think there's anyone realistically saying, look, we are not going down even $1,000. We're only going up to new all-time highs. I think that would be a very unrealistic and very naive approach to the market. But instead, I would say that most retail investors are actually looking at the market and saying a correction is likely. Um, might not align to my 30K Bitcoin. Um, you might perfectly align to my 30K Bitcoin. You might even be more bearish than me and say 8K Bitcoin, because I have seen a few comments of those flying around uh, JV, for example. But let's talk about why uh, a correction. Let's talk about, you know, what's going to be that big catalyst to bringing Bitcoin and the crypto market down towards those kind of levels. Chris, what's your thoughts on all of that? So I think you can still suggest that, you know, we've got, property issues uh people remortgaging uh the talk in the media at least um is that you know mortgage rates are coming down right and uh they they are to a point but what i would say is they're still higher than the vast majority of people that's mortgage is coming up for renewal matter of fact they're more than double in you know a lot of cases so you know the narrative in in the media is things are getting better you know the mortgage rates are coming down and so on but in actual fact you know you you're talking that you know people are gonna have double the amount of interest on their mortgages as they you know renew every month i think there's hundreds of thousands just in the uk that are um you know renewing their mortgages onto much higher rates and you know i think the the, the remortgage rate at the moment uh based on what santander told me was uh over eight percent if you went to variable so you know you imagine those individuals that are coming off like a two two and a half three percent mortgage rate you know go variable you're at eight percent you know go fixed you're lucky if you're going to get like somewhere between four and and six percent so <clears throat> those are big uh increases and when you kind of factor in the fact that the vast majority of people are you know working paycheck to paycheck right uh that where they're going to find the money like where are, where are they going to get the money from uh in, in essence my feelings are there's there's these individuals are going to have to sell some assets we know that debt uh sorry not debt um 
savings have, have you know significantly dropped uh, across the board for the vast majority of retail investors uh, as they've been sort of fighting inflation and and stuff like that trying to keep their their heads above the the water so um <laughs> couple that with the fact that the the fed are likely to pivot um you know, regional banks in the US uh, are having difficulties. And uh, if you're in a regional bank in the US, uh, I would recommend looking to to move your money out of those regional banks into a bigger bank that's uh, backed by the government. We don't tend to have those sorts of problems uh, in the UK like you, you do in the US and other parts of the world. Um, but I think that's going to be the, the final catalyst that causes the Fed to pivot. Uh, for the last 12 months, we've been forecasting Q2 or Q3, um, but it could be sort of earlier than Q3, um, depending on those regional banks and, and how that goes. So, you know, I think for anybody that doesn't know, as you sort of move into um, a Fed pivot, you normally see the sort of moves to the upside in stocks like we're seeing at the moment, same with crypto. Um, but there's a an indicator that has 100% accuracy. Once the Fed pivots, you normally see a crash between 35 and 58% in stocks. So that is what we're likely to see. Like I say, it's 100% accuracy on this. And it's not like a small data set like crypto is. Uh, when we look at the S&P 500, you know, you're going back to like the 1970s. So it's an awful lot of data. Uh, it's the sort of indicator that I would take more seriously than some of the indicators that get banded around in crypto and um yeah one thing to kind of add to that is that these crashes have been getting shorter and shorter uh, over like a time period so i do expect this crash to be the final one before we see the bull market so i'm hoping that it happens earlier than we originally forecast um, because if it does, then, you know, we're looking at all time highs for, for Bitcoin come the end of uh, 2024, which I think everybody will be super happy <laughs> with. Right. Um, but there could be some potential opportunities to, to buy at a really good price. Uh, might not be the 15,800 or so that we were purchasing, um, but, you know, it, it could be that 30K. It could it could have some some decent resistance there. <clears throat> yeah. Support, and, and so support yeah exactly right um so good support to be found at 30k now if 30k doesn't hold then there's 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 unfortunately a tumble effect here um where we do see bitcoin going down to the next key level of the support which i think is 24 to 26k lose that then you're talking 20 to 22k lose that then you're talking you know 17 18 and so forth right but for the most part i think 30k is the, probably the the most logical area for the crash to kind of take cryptocurrencies uh, down, right? And so we can see in the comments, right, um, we have, uh, is it possible um, that no crash after a Fed pivot, right? We can see that in the comments uh, right there. And um, as Chris was saying, it's 100% of the time in in the history of a Fed Federal Reserve lowering their interest rates it has caused a crash in the stock market. That's why we say it's 100% accuracy when you take a look at the Fed pivoting and the stock market crashing, right? 100% of the time, you've seen a crash. Now, the question becomes, is crypto correlated to the stock market? This splits opinions. Uh, Chris, I know you're going to say that, yes, it, it's, co it's correlated. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. And I think actually it's going to become even more correlated as we get more and more institutional companies, funds and so forth get involved in, in cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is as volatile as it is because it's not as big as, say, the S&P 500. But as we get bigger and as we grow, things will become less volatile and become more like the S&P 500. So, um, yeah, we are, um, I, I say loosely are in the respect that the the volatility is, is you know, bigger swings. Uh, it's much, much more volatile compared to, to, like I say, stocks. But, you know, it's still correlated. And, um, you know, can you deviate from it? Yeah, 100%. But the, the asset types are the asset types. And, yeah, they move in very uh, you know similar ways. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and one of the things I miss about going live is you have the ability to get all these little weasels to come out, and then you get to like ban them all. Um, so I'm gonna love uh, going through and uh, and sorting that out later. Um, but yeah, it's great to kind of see uh, see some of the comments. They do make me 
make me chuckle because they what's that say oh that's saying sticks and stones may break your bones but words will just amuse me <laughs> i jest of course um <clears throat> nonetheless uh you know cryptocurrency is likely to see a massive correction to the downside this is inside pretty much most of the data points that we talk about. You know, obviously we have the things uh, that Chris is talking about in terms of, you know, the housing markets not being great. I mean, the commercial real estate is just in um, absolute shatters since 2020 and has never really been able to recover. We've often uh, often talk and spoken about and, and talk about how a lot of the commercial real estate is being tried to convert into real estate, right, into residential real estate. Um, and that hasn't really taken off massively either. We are seeing an abundance of larger residential properties becoming vacant and a huge demand for smaller property. This is another indication that people are downsizing their properties to be more affordable. Um, and we can see that happening over the last kind of 12 months or so. Evergrande is another uh, piece of fundamental news that I don't think people have really taken into consideration because a lot of these uh, corporations around the world had or did hold <laughs> Evergrande stock, right? And that has a, a profound effect to their balance sheets. And they are then going to have to go through liquidation processes potentially or bankruptcy processes uh, potentially. And do those companies then hold uh, other stocks and other cryptocurrency assets that then also have to go through that liquidation process. So there's also all of that stuff when it comes to property that we have to consider just outside of the fact that Evergrande were one of the largest property developers in the world and uh, has you know huge effects um, and implications for so many real people directly. There's also the indirect implications of that bankruptcy. And then, of course, we can actually be really hyper-focused, Chris, on... Um, well, go for it, Chris. Uh, yeah, I, I was just going to you know, say that we're also seeing a lot of the companies that went bankrupt in the crypto bear market rushing, and I mean rushing, to sell yes, off, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, all the, the assets as part of the bankruptcy. And the reason why they're doing this is because they see what I see, at least I believe this, they see that this is the, the the run into a recession, a Fed pivot, and a crash. So, you know, they all want to get rid of these assets uh, whilst the prices and the retail investors see this as a really op big opportunity before we start to, to move to, to a bull run, um, you know, and, and the peaks of the market. So it's interesting yeah. times. I spoke about this a couple of days ago. I think it was days ago. Every day is a one big day, really. Um, $1.6 billion of assets, uh, Genesis, are trying to um, basically get approved for liquidation. And they're trying to rush it through whilst the markets are buoyant, right? They're looking to try to get $1.6 billion of assets off their books whilst the prices are high. And, you know, we can just throw that out there. What do you think $1.6 billion worth of assets are going to do to the market? Because everything regardless of what you might believe as a retail investor, it doesn't really matter what you believe. Anything that really matters are the facts. The supply of $1.6 billion of assets is going to... He's lost for words. ...dramatically affect <laughs> and imbalance that supply-demand metrics. What's, which, what was that? Yeah. Uh, you, you, we lost you. You were, like, speechless. Did you? Yeah. Um, speechless but I, so my I, internet's I think still I, not very good. It's still not very good. Uh, that changed when we moved to Dubai. Um, but yeah, like the other thing to add is the US, Germany, the UK, China, all these authorities are actually making uh, quite large seizures of cryptocurrency as well at the moment. And uh, when you kind of consider the amount of debt that the US have and how much Bitcoin they hold, if it gets to a certain price, they might be able to clear their debt. Just gonna put it yeah, out there. Maybe <laughs> you never know. Um, at the end of the day, a lot of these um, bankrupt companies, uh, they can definitely feel a little bit better than they did back in 2022, right? We saw significant, uh, you know, drop in uh, the likes of FTX, right? We saw them get liquidated or go into bankruptcy, and now they're able to liquidate significantly higher than they were back then, right? Those financial difficulties that some of these platforms had 
is no longer there. And we've been through this many, many times, right? We've taken a look at the on-chain analytics. We know what forces price and movements, which is the supply, the demand imbalances. We've already seen in 2023, after March of 2023, the only reason that the price action of BTC went up the way that it did was driven from an imbalance in the supply. The supply of Bitcoin was removed from the exchanges, creating the very little demands to come in and actually push the price of Bitcoin higher. Um, now, of course, we've seen a lot of selling pressure across larger wallets, 10,000 BTC or more during 2023 were just selling into that move to the upside. They've accumulated a little bit, but they're nowhere near where they were prior to 2023. 2023 has been a great year for a lot of the whales, a lot of the large institutions, the billionaires, to liquidate their BTC holdings. And here we are in 2024, we've had the sell the news event with the Bitcoin spot ETFs. We all know by this point that um, Bitcoin spot ETFs um, are not direct inflows to Bitcoin, right? We know that they are just shares of the Bitcoin held by the ETF. Now, over time, a lot of Bitcoin will flow into those ETFs straight off the bat. All that people are doing when they're buying into the ETF is they're buying a share of the Bitcoin that's already held. And so over time, that's going to be a significant amount of Bitcoin. I think we're up to well over 100,000 BTC at this point, but it is not going to be the big catalyst or you know, big catalyst that a lot of so many V10 investors thought it was. Hence, we had the sell the news event. Um, so for the most part, we are where we are. It's great to see this kind of relief rally to the upside after hitting 38K. And um, yeah, it's going to be unfortunately short-lived from here. But JB, what's your thoughts? I know you're another analyst. Take a look at this stuff daily. What's your thoughts on the market? <clears throat> so I have an issue with the markets as a whole. We could, we could go down the rabbit hole of talking FTX. Uh, if people aren't aware of what's going on with FTX, obviously we know it's absolutely criminal. We didn't think it could get any more criminal than it had. And it has. Selling off Bitcoin, I believe it's $18,700 are going to start selling Bitcoin off at to, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Um, don't want to be those negative Nancys. Yeah. The everything going on there is absolutely criminal. That should not be happening. So that's just an added catalyst to everything that's going on. When we take a look at the wider spectrum, the stock market, oil. Now, I bought a lot of oil, um, Brent crude oil, BCO, a few months back. Oil is going to go through the roof. It's actually started that climb already. The issues that we're going to have over in the Middle East, we already know what's going on there. Well, we're going to see an issue getting goods from the likes of Asia to Europe to America with shipping lanes being closed, the Suez Canal in particular. I think it adds a minimum of 37 days extra to any shipment um, having to travel around Africa opposed to cutting through the Suez Canal. So there's going to be a higher demand for goods in the likes of Europe and the UK because apparently we're not Europe anymore. So that's going to drive prices up. Cost of living is going to get higher bills are going to get higher are the public getting paid anymore they're not then add on top of that the likes of your car finance your fuels obviously getting higher with oil getting higher your mortgage rates doubling some people's trebling the issue is not going away anytime soon i think it's here for a while we have a presidential election year in america we have a prime minister election in the united kingdom so there's so much going on in the next six to 12 to perhaps 18, maybe even 24 months. I'm not going to say the bear market or the drop's going to continue for that long. I don't believe it will. Once we do see that drop with the pivot, which I do believe isn't all too far away, should we see the banking issue collapse over in America? Perhaps that hurries on the Fed pivot. Perhaps the Fed pivot is March. That's the next expected announcement. Should that Fed pivot come quicker, things may look brighter sooner than later. But we also have the other side of things, the potential for war to really break out in the Middle East. We obviously see the, the United States, the United Kingdom now having attacks on the forces. Once again, we won't go into the politi political side of it all too much. But that's going to delay a lot of things, in my opinion. It's going to create costs that governments haven't really considered. They weren't considering wars. We know that wars do tend to print money. 
But on the lead up to those wars, well, you feel pain. And I don't think we're stepping away from that um, just yet. I think there's still more to come. I absolutely agree. I do think there is going to be a lot more um, pain to it before we, we start to see some kind of relief into the next kind of real big bullish um, drive to the upside. Um, okay, let's, let's turn. I mean, Chris, would you want to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say the other thing to mention is the number of layoffs, particularly in the tech sector. Um, up to the end of uh, January 2024, uh, across 85 tech companies, uh, they've laid off 23,670 workers. Um, you know, just to put it into context, I think a lot of people, they focus purely on on crypto um, as the 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 one and only uh metric that they look at and they don't look at all the stuff outside of cryptocurrency the other markets and what's actually happening in the real world sometimes when um you know making these predictions for for bitcoin and other crypto assets oh it seems that i keep breaking so up a little bit asked... so i don't know what <laughs> Do we read the chat's questions? We will indeed read the chat's questions if questions come through and they are relatable or on topic. Of course, they will. Pivot, pivot needed prior to elections. They can blow their trumpets about saving the economy. Yes, depending on who is president at that moment in time. We all have our own opinions on what is going to happen with the presidential election. Some people want a, some people want B. There may be a candidate C that some people do want, but I think we all know the direction it's going to go. And should said person become the next or perhaps returning president, boy, oh boy, he'll blow his trumpet over saving the financial side of America. Even though, um, if I am right in saying this, he is the only president in history to have lost money during his term. And a lot of money he lost during that term. It sure is going to be an interesting time um, to kind of see how it all kind of comes together. Um, like we've been talking about Fed pivots uh, for for quite some time, right? Uh, I mean, I can't even think. Like, was it twenty twenty two, twenty twenty, early twenty twenty three? We've been talking about Federal Reserve basically lowering their rates. Um, I think they kind of dropped the ball quite aggressively, right? They, they should have gone for 0.5 and they went for 0.25 one month. And yes. really since then, it just has been an absolute disaster. Um, but, you know, it will happen. We, you know, I still think it's going to happen in the first six months of, uh, of 2024. Um, Chris, I know you were originally thinking later, but I do see it as more of something that is going to happen in the first six months. I think they're going to get to that point that they're going to need to print right, and uh, save some of those regional banks. I think that's really where this pivot is going to come from. Um, and yeah. as such, we'll see disaster. Yeah, you know, um, we made this prediction over a year ago. So, you know, I think the market is, you know, an ever-moving beast, isn't it? So, you know, we can expect a little bit of movement here and there when it comes to, to timing. Timing is the hardest part of all the predictions, <clears throat> in my opinion. Yeah, no, I uh, I do wholeheartedly agree with that. Timing it is very very difficult. Um, going to be really tough tough to kind of get it get it right. And it is, I say, a moving target, right? Is what you say. Um, exactly. <clears throat> Should we yeah. get into some news and then once we've done yeah. some news, um, get you into got some, some news questions. to share? Do you? you can just yeah, click on your screen if you want to. Uh, well, um, let's see if this works there we go so i'm going to start with cheeky crypto website um and do a little bit of a plug you should become a member um you should definitely go away and do that you get alerts so all our buys or sells and all that sort of stuff on-chain data um, trade insight or trader insights uh, education and you can ask for technical analysis on request as well so go check that out um but we start here blackrock fidelity um bitcoin etfs already ahead of um basically grayscale's uh, bitcoin uh, etf uh, i think this is really interesting we've seen uh, about 7.7 .7 billion dollars worth of um bitcoin locked up in the uh, all the different uh bitcoin spot etfs that are happening out of the us and i think the 
you know people need to just digest that it's uh, not your keys not your crypto kind of phrase um it's very much the same with blackrock and all of these uh, bitcoin spot etfs uh, you you might own a share of it um but you don't actually own the bitcoin i just want to put that out there but it is great to see the uh, bitcoin spot etfs locking up so much bitcoin uh, and blackrock um you know already becoming one of the biggest uh, bitcoin holders uh, on the planet uh, it was interesting to also see MicroStrategy purchase. I think it was another 34 or $37 million worth of Bitcoin, taking their holdings up to around 190,000 Bitcoin. I talked about this on uh, one of the videos the other day. Um, you know, these uh, big whales are, I say whales, big institutions, whales, um, these big, you know, entities, they are purchasing up, you know, mass, a mass amounts of Bitcoin now. Um, so anybody that is actually looking at this market um, and, you know, perhaps you are big money, perhaps you you do run a company. Uh, I know we're on LinkedIn, but let's say you run a, a company and, you know, you're, you're not wanting to keep all of your, your money in uh, fit, for example, or you want to diversify your, your holdings uh, for your treasury and stuff like that. Companies are going to start, you know, going through these uh, spot Bitcoin ETFs to allocate to, to Bitcoin. It might be better positioned to actually go direct into to the crypto assets, but obviously you need to know what you're doing, in my opinion. Uh, just talking, I guess, a little bit about the the prices of you know Bitcoin. Uh, lots of people saying we're not going down to to 30k. Did you know that 78% of crypto, uh, I guess, investors? It says industry experts here, but you know, investors. I don't really like to use the term um mm -hmm. experts too much uh, and too broadly in this space because there's a lot of people faking it till they make it or making it and then faking it either or um but what i would say um 78 of people in in crypto um in a i guess working uh capacity in crypto um all believe that uh you know we're going to see a, a new all-time high within 12 months and uh yeah, I don't know if they're smoking something or whether they're they're bang on with that. I mean, you know, I think most of the analysts are saying the end of 2024. But for me, it all hinges on the Fed pivot and when that happens. If it happens earlier, like we're we're starting to believe that it could do and not Q3, then yeah, I kind of think we'll see a new all-time high by the end of the, the year. Uh, failing that, if it is in Q3, as we forecast over a year ago, um, then I think we're going to see it probably mid-2025. But yeah, it's interesting to see these the, these pieces of, of data. It gives us a, a bit of an idea as to where we're going, where we're heading, um, because a lot of people will just follow these individuals blindly, um, believing that we're going to get that $2 million Bitcoin that I think ARK Invest were talking about. Um, they were definitely smoking something when they said that. Uh, 2025, $2 million Bitcoin. Um, this is coming from a um, from, from Kathy Wood. And, and for anybody that doesn't understand, like um, my perception on on you know these these fund managers and and these uh, big companies at the moment. Um, if we take Kathy Wood as an example, when she's worked historically through her career as a like a fund manager uh, at different firms, she hasn't actually performed very well. So I, I don't understand how she's gone from not performing very well at a job to starting her own firm, at firm and um, being somebody that's. Um, you know, looked upon as an expert in this space. Um, I don't think she's actually um, potentially uh, got a return of over like a percent or something. <laughs> like it's, it was ridiculously low. Um, so yeah, really interesting stuff. I think Nick, you've taken my screen away. I did take your screen away just because you were talking about like, you know, $2 million Bitcoin. I did a video on this the other day, <clears throat> how we see diminishing gains over time. And if you just simply follow the logic of the fact that it requires significantly more money now to kind of go into BTC to kind of move up. And we talk about when I spoke a lot about elasticity in that video, um, I, it's a subject I think many people need to kind of do a little bit more research in understanding elasticity, understanding supply demand. And, and ultimately here we can see we're going to be targeting out that yellow box area. Uh, and realistically, 110K is where we're going to top out. Now, that's still pretty significant. 
but it, it isn't going to be making you know two million dollar bitcoin overnight or anything like that if bitcoin is able to kind of create a two million dollar scenario uh where two million dollars per bdc then unfortunately the majority of the supply can there's actually two different ways that this can happen, right? One, you create hyperinflation and the dollar's worth absolutely nothing. And therefore, yeah, $2 million is basically the equivalent of 45K today. Or alternatively, the supply, the majority of the Bitcoin supply is held by just one or two entities, just like diamonds, control the supply, and then bam, you'll end up with that recipe. Now, it's possible that with all of these ETFs and you're having just a handful of operators, we end up with a recreation of the diamond industry within BTC. They control the supply, therefore they can dictate the price. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how it all kind of plays out. But um, as I see it here, uh, we kind of have limited growth, but we'll see how it kind of plays out over the next decade or so. I still have concerns over the future of BTC personally uh, with the proof of work model. But Chris, I'll give you a screen back. There you go. Before oh. you do it, though, do you know what the market cap would be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, um, joke, no jokes here. You would literally be looking at a near 40 trillion market cap for Bitcoin. Should we see Bitcoin at $2 million? Now, market cap is market cap. We, we might as well get this in here. It's the first live market cap literally means nothing. It's a simple calculation for anyone that doesn't understand. Circulating supply, current price, market cap. But with the world so focused on market cap, for some reason, I'm not going to get into it. Market cap is market cap. It's a question that's going to come up. I'm just putting the answer out there. It's nearly 40 trillion market cap Bitcoin would have should we see it go to 2 million per BTC. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Thanks for that, JB. Um I thought this was a really interesting article and I think that it's definitely worth uh, talking about because, you know, since we um, we started this channel, one of the first things that we talked about was um, everything being tokenized. And it's something that we've seen uh, BlackRock uh, still as, uh, you know, one of our lines. Um, they're now coming just like out. Layer saying zero, Chris. It's just like Layer yeah, Zero. It's I know. We, yeah, for anybody that doesn't know, we uh, we made up Layer Zero. That that isn't an actual thing. We just made that up. Um, obviously, really early on. Um, but look, what I would say is, um, you know, a term of um, you know everything will be tokenized has been robbed by BlackRock. They're now saying it, shouting it from the rooftops. Um, but this does eat into it quite nicely. This is Coinbase talking about the potential savings of seventy four billion dollars um utilizing basically blockchain uh talking about you know how the the blockchain um can i guess improve finance as we know it making it fairer cheaper and easier to use and i do think that the easier to use is an aspect of things that still isn't where we need like we're not where we need to be yet but we are getting there um but yeah look um improvement consumers want um, cheaper transactions, 71% of people want cheaper transactions. This is like for cross-border payments where, you know... Say, is that 71% of people using Ethereum? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. I did have to wait a long time for my uh, Ethereum transaction the other day. Um, but look, cheaper transactions, what is it? 25, 30 quid to, to, to basically move money from one country to another. It's still way too expensive. Um, I think I paid 150 the other other week, Chris. Yeah, uh, 160, did, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, for businesses moving money, 150 quid. So that we paid recently for what moving 25k, something like that. Uh, wasn't a yeah, great deal of money, that, yeah. but yeah. Um, you know, still 150 quid to move 25k's. You know, it's not really the best, is it? When you could do it on the blockchain far cheaper. Um, faster transactions, 70% of people wanted it faster. We know this, you can transfer internationally and it'll take a week. Um, things are improving. Just say, <laughs> <Tectum>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you wanna you want you wanna use Tectum, um, definitely. Um, and, and better access, 63%. Now, better access is a really interesting one because um it's it's great like for the vast majority of people that are probably watching this stream, we all understand, you know, um, I guess 
access to, to banking and stuff like that we all take it a little bit for granted i feel um there's a lot of people that don't have access to the internet there's still a lot of people in the world that don't have access to banks and finance uh, capital to be able to start their own businesses i'm not even just talking about like parts of africa uh, even in the u.s right and this will surprise some people not everybody but some people there's pockets of people in the US that don't have access to the internet, don't have access to to, to banking. Um, so access is actually, you know, quite significant, but it probably isn't the first thing that comes to to our minds, you know, here in the West that have, you know, the vast majority of us have got access to to banking and and uh, finance in that way. So um there's a lot that blockchain can do for businesses and individuals that are perhaps outside of um you know the the current systems that are here in the west and uh, we're very fortunate i feel um moving on to the final thing that i wanted to to sort of cover off um mainly because the other one that i was going to talk about has happened uh in a preparation for this we reached 45k um so i won't talk about it we've done it um the average crypto investor realized less than $1,000 of gains in 2023. And I think that a lot of this, in my opinion, and it'd be interesting to gauge you, your guys' uh, thoughts and opinions, um, a lot of the reason for this is because people follow others blindly and don't actually do the research themselves uh, or they don't follow people blindly but before fomoing into what they're they're talking about they don't you know do some self-education on the actual project themselves um so i think there's lots of learnings that people need to make when it comes to crypto i think the the biggest learning is to immerse yourself in a fantastic community check out our discord um have more meaningful conversations with us our team the community uh, and learn from mistakes that others have made um i think this is like the the biggest piece of alpha that anybody uh will tell you in, in crypto um if you can immerse yourself in a fantastic community of like-minded individuals that all want to strive to be successful in you know whether it's crypto investing whether it's you know your, your favorite sport whatever it might be immerse yourself in a community of people that are passionate about succeeding in that sector uh, i think that will give you uh, a big head start on on everybody else and uh, obviously we run a free discord over 7000 active people in there where you can uh, you know chat ask questions and again there's lots of scammers in crypto and blockchain just as there is in traditional finance um so if something seems too good to be true i would much rather that you don't lose your money i'd rather you come and bother me in the discord and ask my opinion personally or nicks or jb's or our team or the community whether you know this is a scam or not because i would rather take the time out of my day to make sure that you are safe in this space because i really do believe that people that lose money in crypto they leave crypto they talk ill of crypto uh, and they never come back to crypto and that is not good for adoption it's not good for my investments it's not good for your investments so we should all actively support one another to be successful that's that's my uh, thoughts peace i'm out <laughs> peace out drop the mic uh, yeah perfect <laughs> Um, okay, well, we, we have been live for about 50 minutes at this point. So I guess, is there anything else that you guys want to kind of cover off before we kind of finish and wrap up the stream? Yes, we had the chat come through there, the super chat, which is obviously greatly appreciated from Paintball for Life. Have we got any thoughts on near protocol? So from a fundamental side of things, I think near protocol has got a fantastically brilliant future against it i said fantastically and i meant to say fantastic we'll just edit that one out this isn't live so i think near's got a fantastic future ahead of it as for the analysis side of it we will make sure we feature near in tomorrow's live stream yes this will be here um daily guys every day of the week so near analysis we will have that ready for you in the the slot tomorrow we can also see Jerome asking the question that he would like to hear the thoughts of Bitcoin went back to the 30k area after the pump rally does Cardano TA still remain valid and in my opinion that would make it more valid than it ever has been now for that um, I'm going to push a button here and it might break everything and it has not great success so one thing I like to cover off quite often here is the movements we do see for Bitcoin dominance 
The period we can see on the screen here is from the 6th of December 2023 to the 14th of January 2024. Now, of course, we can see a move to the upside, but overall, we do see an 8% drop in Bitcoin's dominance. And in that same time frame, the 6th of December towards the 11th of January, we see a 23.35% gain for the altcoin 3 market. Now, that is the market cap for altcoins, excluding Bitcoin, excluding Ethereum, and excluding stablecoins. So when we start to see the likes of dominance drop, we have the potential alt season. It's more like an altcoin rally when we do see these prices pushing to the upside. So the videos have covered off on the likes of Chainlink, Solana, and Avalanche. They led that last push to the upside, but we've really seen altcoins explode. Chainlink in particular, even Solana, we will get to that one shortly. We've seen that fantastic run to the upside, and they were the leaders for that push. Is it likely to happen again? I do think we're likely to see a drop in dominance. I do think we're likely to see a climb to the upside for the altcoin 3 market cap. And that will bring the prices of these altcoins to the upside. So a long-winded way of really summing up that question that I do believe we will see the price of Cardano's ADA finish that push to the upside. And then when that price does drop for Bitcoin, which it will, we will see those prices for the altcoins pull themselves back. Nothing goes up in a straight line. Nothing stays going up forever. Well, some things do, but um, not altcoins. We will see these moves to the upside finish, I do believe, and we will see these pull back to the downside. Fantastic accumulation periods. I do believe that is the case. So overall, a long-winded answer. Yes, I think it will really help the price of ADA on that finishing move. But we spoke a little bit there about Solana. And let's take a quick look at Solana here. So that push to the upside I covered when we've seen Bitcoin's dominance drop and the altcoin market three rise to the upside. We can see that here for the price of Solana. We can see this push to the upside, this fantastic movement in this wave three, an internal count of a bigger wave three structure, which we are still looking to finish playing out. Now, this kind of remains similar to the likes of Cardano's era. We see this pullback that has happened to the downside. And in particular, on this weekly chart, we can see it did hit its minimum requirement for that drop to the downside. This coming at $79.07, we see that price dropping to $79 exactly. So we have met the minimum requirement for this retracement of that wave four. And in my belief, we are on that push to the upside in that fifth wave, this teal blue fifth wave. $141, the higher level of $169, where we can see a very interesting area here. With this fair value gap from December 2021 between $157 and $167. So we can see that these altcoins do still have the more macro look, the more macro view of a push to the upside. Now we can be bearish on these if we want to, but we don't want to be those negative Nancys. We're not like that. We want to look at the bearish side of things, the bullish side of things. God, I almost slipped up. The weekly stochastic here has reset ever so quickly for the price action of Solana. We can see it is looking to try and tick itself back to the upside, meeting, a, meeting an interesting area when it does start to align with the average line in white here. Should we see this really tick itself to the upside and the average cross lower? Well, that then gives us the sentiment that this weekly stochastic is on its next push to the upside. We can see that it is facing a little bit of a resistance area here we can just place a trend line on here one i don't care for all too much but we have got a little bit of progression we can see this come down a little bit more but should we find support on this lower trend line for the stochastic well once again on the higher time frame here it gives us the notion that we should be looking for a continuation to the upside for solana in particular and when we come down onto the daily time frame we can see how these structures here are starting to play out just for reference we are looking at the move from this point right here on the 22nd of January, the week of, when we come onto that daily chart, well, it does appear that we have already had that wave one. We've came down into this wave two, trapped itself in a little channel here between the 50 SMA in green, the 50 EMA in red, and we are looking for that bullish push to the upside in this wave three. Ultimately, we will target around about $150 as an impulsive movement, but we do not have to reach that high for this still to be that wave five structure. We can, of course, see this wave three quite be quite shallow, but we know that this must be, in my opinion, to have this kind of ending diagonal pattern 
at least the one-to-one we want to surpass. We do want to see it breach that $125 level where we can see we will face some stiff resistance. That stiff resistance will come at that previous wick high, which would have been the wave three high at $126.36. So we don't have to go up as high as anticipated. We can still see a five-wave structure playing out that does not have to go that high. Ideally, we would see that that $150 level hit because from there, we would know we would have a retracement, then a continuation to the upside. And in my opinion, we are still in a fairly bullish market. Um, However you want to look at this one, however you want to criticize the market or the channel for being all too negative, I do still believe that altcoins are somewhat in a bullish market and are still looking to finish those moves to the upside. Solana there in particular, we can still see the structures holding up quite nicely indeed. And I'm looking forward to seeing that one happen. Now, overall, I find it humorous what we've seen over the last few days, the likes of um, Solana's outage. Like we we thought we'd seen the back of these outages for it still to be happening here in 2024. Bizarre. But fundamentally, it has happened. It does seem they've recovered from this very well, came out of it relatively unscathed, and the price has actually pumped off of the back of this one. So make of that as you will. I still expect to see those pushes uh, to the upside for altcoins. Yes. Ah, Solana. Ah. <laughs> Anyways, I'm just going to say it. Like, mash up that like button if you've enjoyed us being live. We haven't been live for, for such a, a long time. I think we've got 276 people watching uh, let's see if we can get 250 likes. Um, show us that you want to see us live again. Kind of my yeah. thoughts. <laughs> Absolutely. Anything that stands out to you, Nick, in the in the chat? Um, no, I think we've kind of been through uh, the chat um, mostly. I'm just going to quickly kind of scoot on through. You got Polygon 2.0. Uh, yeah, the next that. update for Polygon. I think that is. I want to say it's March. I might be wrong. It might be March as this next update for Polygon, which, again, yeah, I like Polygon. I think Polygon's going to do fantastically well. So, yeah, it just buffers the idea that Polygon's going to have a fantastic bull market and one I'm looking forward to really seeing how well it does. Yeah, 100%. I I echo that. I think um, it's going to do really, really well. Like, I don't think really anything's changed. I think when you consider um, the Bitcoin spot ETF, and what can happen off of the back of the Bitcoin spot ETF being that there's an Ethereum spot yep. ETF. Just imagine all of that money going into Ethereum and what's going to happen to those gas fees without layer twos. Um, you know, it's going to be massively conge- uh, congested. So um, slower transactions, more costly transactions, you're going to need layer twos. And, you know, there isn't, one that's more prominent in my opinion maybe base now but you know matic's right up there we've seen the argument though you know the the next ethereum upgrade the Denkum upgrade this is all talking about yeah guys this is the ethereum slot for these lives now you may have noticed it wasn't earlier in the video the Denkum upgrades yeah, focused about making now. ethereum <laughs> the Denkum upgrade that's it's aimed to make ethereum cheaper more scalable quicker it's not going to do what they're set out to do. Let's be honest here. Ethereum's never going to be a cheap chain. So the likes of having Polygon's Matic, Optimism, Arbitrum, Base, they're going to be very prominent going forward, especially with that Ethereum ETF. Ethereum is going to require so much scaling, you won't believe. And these projects, these layer twos, the likes of Matic, Optimism, Arbitrum, they're going to do fantastically well because they're going to be so heavily relied upon. I've seen an argument on... TikTok, I'm not going to mention the account, but basically said that Matic's dead technology and they're far superior. Do your damn research. Hmm. That's all I'm going to put into that one. Yeah, there's lots of people that um that talk nonsense and just don't understand the the, the tech. Um yeah, if you don't understand the tech, don't don't talk about the tech. Talk about something you do know and do understand. Um, you yeah, know, whether that's sentiment, you know social media who knows uh there's loads of social media experts uh it's easy to run a youtube channel nick um it's easy yeah, to look, run a um, youtube channel i didn't know this yeah, yeah, right. yeah right. uh, there's a guy on stage right in front of us like we're right at the front and he goes uh and he said it 
um, word for word, uh, running a YouTube channel is easy. And I was thinking, well, what size is your fucking channel? <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's if it's we're, so we're easy. Beyond um, just YouTube here, Chris, we're we're yeah, Facebook, Instagram, X, LinkedIn, Kick, and YouTube. We're, we're, it's easy to run just yeah. one. It yeah. took 59 minutes for the first swear word of the new lives. I know it's it's oh. I've done, done, done pretty well, but like um, just let me. I, I've, I've got a question. I've got a question for the audience, right? Um, I've got a question because I don't understand. I don't understand. There's 252 people. We're at 170 likes. Like the likes don't cost you anything. You can just hit the like button. I don't understand why people don't. If you've watched for the last hour or so, uh, why not do us do us a, a favor and hit the like button? It supports us. I don't also, understand why live streams because I, I, I'm going to put I'll put it out there. It supports the live streams. If you like live streams, you're going to want to make sure that they're smashed the like button, all that kind of stuff. Because I look at the data, and if it's not really worth the time, and I'm just going to kill it again. So, like you know, we like the live streams. Show us that you like the live streams. That's my approach to it. Because <laughs> the data is going to tell me whether or not I should continue doing live streams. Yeah, that, um, it isn't cost effective for us to spend over an hour doing a live stream. So show us some appreciation. It's kind of the, the thoughts. Which will inevitably, inevitably be seven times a week now. Five times during five, the week on five, YouTube. Five. And everyone was asking about oh, yeah, time these yeah. lives came back. Well, they're also going to be in Discord, which is linked in the description down below. Head on over, check out the Discord. It's completely free to join. Had to get that plug in there. Mm. You had to, yeah. We do a, a lot. We do two, four. There's four live streams in the Discord every single yep. week right um amas with chris and myself and jb uh mondays and fridays and then on wednesdays jb well it hasn't happened this week because other things that happened but yeah wednesdays we'll are normally when do a wednesday, TA, session. Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> ta session saturday ta session um and so the idea here is that we we maybe bring these streams to youtube to x to facebook linkedin kick uh, Instagram, um, Monday to Friday. And so if the data says that that's what we should spend an hour doing, then that's what we will do. So smash the like button and show us that that's what you guys want. You basically are voting with the thumb up button and watching the content, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, you know, we're, we're tailor these, uh, streams. So they bring true value and, um, I'm going to end like, or, wrap up the stream alongside these guys uh, with a really big opportunity right because there is a really big opportunity that um if you're lucky enough to still be with us uh, one of the 252 people listen to what i've got to say because this is a huge opportunity which is something that a lot of people don't get an opportunity to do um we do uh some private sales we support new projects uh we work with a vc partner um to bring our community seed rounds and private sales access to these great projects now uh over the last year we've done some really big raises for the likes of hypercycle uh rejuve uh, sophia verse these are all like singularity net ecosystem projects by the way uh, there was one for live art. Um, we've done one recently with the VC partner for um, Red Belly, which is a real world asset project. These are like really good projects, right? Um, not your rubbish projects. Um, so we've got a, we've got a sale um, in our Discord as a bit of a a teaser taster. Like this is what our NFT holders normally get. So you buy an NFT and you can uh, gain access to to, to these uh, sales opportunities. Um, so we're going to do one where you don't need to hold an NFT. All you need to do is join us in the Discord. There's an AMA with the team on Sunday. And then after the AMA, you can invest in their project and like there's no nft there's you know no like hoops to jump through to to gain entry we're only doing it for people in our discord as a bit of a teaser uh, and a bit of a way to i guess 
know what it's like to hold one of these NFTs and see what the opportunities are. And hopefully you'll benefit from getting into a really early uh, project. Anything you guys want to add? No, I think that it's, sums it's it up great, very well. So get into Discord. It's a great project as well. This oh, is oh, it like, is. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, uh, it's really definitely yeah. something that you're going to want to know about. Um, yeah, did you cover it off very well? You know, getting access to these projects, we talk very often about making the likes of your generational level wealth. Getting into these projects at such an early stage, you know, it's only going to buffer your chances of doing so. So, yeah, I do fully agree for that. Head on over into the Discord this Sunday coming. Check out that AMA when it does drop live. Chris, you also spoke about real world assets. Well, I actually done a video just two hours ago live on this channel. Head on over, check that one out. Once this one does finish, a new project that is new in the space has been established for a few months now, built on an ever-growing ecosystem, a massive altcoin with massive potential, guys. All about real-world assets, tokenization of those RWAs. Do head over and check that one out. And HBBBA, a fantastic member down on our Discord talking about a 2.5% candle on Polygon's Matic, well, we have to love to see it as it has almost hit the higher level here. So I can come out with my trade, my take profit is at 85.06. So just another quick snippet of what you guys will get down in our Discord. But with that being said, guys, let's wrap this one up. If you're going to trade, please do trade safely. Have a nice tight stop loss, make some great gains, stay safe in the space. And until next time. Have a great day, guys. <laughs> I love that, Nick. Come on, <laughs> wake up. <laughs> I, don't know, I, I clearly uh, froze there because um, I don't know. Yeah. Happened, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, look, join us down in Discord and we'll be back for another one of these streams tomorrow. But do join us in Discord and we can have more meaningful conversations down there. Till the next one, have a great day. Yeah. Thank you.